Welcome to this podcast message from Kingdom Faith Church. This message is by Jonathan Dyke. Jesus, you're wonderful. You're so good to us. And as we continue, not just to catch the spirit of what you're doing, but to hear what you're saying right now. Make us quick to respond. Make us quick to respond to you. We want to see this town changed, this nation changed for your glory. I don't know about you, but I don't just want to wave a little stick over my house or a bigger stick over my town. I want to wave a banner over my nation. A big one, so everybody sees it. Jesus, just take a seat just for a few moments. We're going to continue in this kind of atmosphere of worship. Thanks, God, you're amazing. I believe one of the biggest things about um, these uh, Couch to Rain is God wants to kind of draw some lines. And these are lines of His intention for you and for me. And um, as I was kind of praying and just thinking about tonight a few weeks ago, and God began to drop it in my heart, and Lord was saying, Let's do this, and I was saying, Let's do this. It's good to have some good ideas, but it's better to have God's idea. Um, We're going to look at a couple of scriptures. They're from the same part of the Bible in Joshua chapter 3. You might not have brought a Bible because you might have thought, we don't use Bibles at encounters. This isn't an encounter. It's fine because the words will come up on the screen. All right, so in Joshua chapter 3, just... Just to give you a bit of a preamble, most of you guys doing the way of the Spirit, you would probably know this better than me anyway. Um, but it says in uh, Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, Early in the morning, Joshua, whose name means he will save you, and there's a key. Tonight, God is going to make it really, really clear that he wants everybody in this room to cross over. Is that wherever you are before God, wherever you are in terms of your faith with God, wherever you are in terms of your experience of God, wherever you think you are, God wants you to cross over into a new space. He wants all of us to take a step tonight of stepping into the new and stepping out of the old. Now there's some challenges there because the new, we know it and some of us, most of us like it. But the new is always going to steal, uh, sorry, the old is always going to steal us from entering into the new. Like good is always going to stop us from receiving God's best. And even though God's got the best for you, not just good, but the best. So here we have here Joshua. And in the morning, Joshua and all the Israelites set out and they went to the Jordan, which is the point of crossing over, where they camped before crossing over. Then three days, and they went through the messages, and they gave officers commands and all this kind of thing. Then it gets into verse 5 of Joshua 3. It says, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. That's the second point. The first one is, uh, is it, what did I say the first one was? The first one is, it's time to cross over. Joshua comes to save. Second one is, is that God wants to bring us into a place where we know tomorrow there's going to be something amazing God does. Am I talking to anybody that believes any of this? Is that God wants to bring us into such an experience of God, such an experience of the reign of God's presence, that every tomorrow we wake up thinking something amazing is going to happen today. It's not just, let's just go through the day, but something amazing is going to happen already 
before we start it, before we get up, before we sort the kids out, before we sort our husbands or wives out, is something in our side of us is just going to say, today's going to be amazing. Why? Because we've crossed over. So I don't know what your tomorrows look like. I know what God wants them to look like, and as we read this, hopefully we get it. Consecrate yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. This is the second, third point. Is it isn't just that God is going to do an amazing thing, and everybody's going to look and think, oh, that's brilliant. But God wants to do amazing things among you. Among you. Among your homes, among your parenting, among your marriages, among your singleness, among your workplace, he wants to do something incredible among you, not just incredible to you. And this is the point that we need to cross over in. We may have had a Christian experience where we've just seen God do amazing things to everybody else, but he wants to do amazing things among us. Come on. Man, I've been, I've been running with this for weeks. I've been coming, come on, catch the rain, let's do it, let's sort out a room. God wants to bring all of us tonight into a place where we expect amazing things tomorrow among us. The unsaved spouse gets saved miraculously. That condition gets sorted out. And you even forgot to pray about it today, and somehow God just does it. That suddenly we find there's more money in the bank balance than we put in there. All those things are the other side. But we just wake up and we can't remember the last day we felt miserable. Come on! We look in the mirror and we can't remember the last time we thought, that's ugly. We just can't remember because we're in a new day. Because God wants to do something amazing amongst us. Some of you are getting it. I'm just going to keep preaching till you get it. Joshua said to the priests, guess who the priests are? You are all over it like a cheap suit. God says to you, when you give your life to Jesus, you become one of the royal priesthood. What do the priests do? They serve God. What else do they do? They help others to encounter God. Without service, there's no encounter. So you and I, tonight, we're the ones here. We are the priests. Steve, you're doing great. Cash it, keeping up. We're priests. He said to the priest, take up the Ark of the Covenant. What did that represent? It represents everything about God. What was in the Ark of the Covenant? Three things. Do you know what they were? Would you like to know what they were? A couple of broken tablets. So there you go. Moses was the first person to take tablets, not you. Manna, well done. Do you know what the other thing was? Aaron's budded stick. What does that represent? The tablets, God's faithfulness towards you. That's what that represents. The bread represents Christ. I am the bread of life. Uh, come out. And the stick which Aaron pulled off a tree years ago, stuck it in the ground, the next morning it would bear fruit. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. So it wasn't just three items in a, in a funny looking box. This represented the fullness of God's presence, his promises, his nature, his character, the work of Christ, the bread of life that was given for you and for me and for all those people out there kicking the ball about. And then the budding, the, the incredible potential fruitfulness that only the Holy Spirit can bring a dead stick back to life and cause it to bloom and blossom and bear an almond. Come on, this is the new that we're in. 
when we cross over. Are, are you getting this? Come on, this isn't a Sunday morning preach. There's not enough time. Take up and pass it ahead of the people. So what's going to happen tonight is going to put you on display. As you cross over tonight, leave all of that rubbish over this side. I mean rubbish compared with this side. It's not because it's bad, it's just not God's best for us. God's best is always better than our best. So we cross over and suddenly, boom, every day it's like, God, you're going to do something amazing today. And you're going to do it among us. And it's not just going to be me and Jesus, it's going to be me in the full measure of God. It's going to be the fullness of God working through my life. Somehow, I don't know how he does it, but he's going to do it. And someone's going to be behind me. Because that's what it says, isn't it? So they took it up. We've got to take it up. We've got to pick it up. We've got to put on Christ every day. We've got to receive the Holy Spirit every day. We've got to pick it up. It doesn't just come because it's, we've got an auto cycle. And we've got to pick it up. No longer I that live, but Christ who lives in me. We've got to pick it up. And then, boom, suddenly somebody behind says, well, look, look at how your life is. Your life's so different. Your life isn't like my life. They pick it up. So they took it up and went ahead of them. Verse 7, Then the Lord said to Joshua to begin to exalt you in the eyes of Israel. Lolly, lolly, lolly. When you reach the edge of the Jordan's water, go and stand in the river. That's a funny old thing. Because in the other side, the, the creative miracles become normal. Supernatural grace, power on natural subjects, items becomes normal. Come on. Come on. You suddenly walk in and you, walk, you, you go into a shop and you don't think you've got anything to give someone and you pay something and suddenly you find money's just in your pocket and never put it there. Or you get to the end of the month and your cupboard's a bit empty and you go off and say, God, do something amazing. You open it again, it's full of stuff. That's what I'm talking about, because I've seen it, and we're going to see it again. Talking about how you, you might have been praying, and just point out your heart. It's like, God, just do this, just do that, just do that. And you forget to do it, and suddenly, boom, it's done. That job offer is there. That pay rise is there. That thing that you just never thought was possible is there. As well as you might meet 5,000 people in your one week, and all you feel like is a bag of fish and chips, but you feed them all. That's the creative power of God. That's where we're going. That's on the other side. Come on. This is, this is good message. We haven't got to the best bit yet. When you reach, so I've read that already. Come here and listen to the words of the Lord. And he just downloaded it to all the ites. Because there's loads of ites out there. I haven't got time to explain what all these ites mean. But all seven ites represent people groups. For example... One ites are people who never went out of their town. They intermarried, uh, they interconnected, they had a very home nature, and they never went outside of their city. There were people out there like that. Other people were, were very much into um, intermarriage. They didn't stay in their city, they liked the people over there. They just went over there and they beat them up a bit and then brought them back. There's people like that out there too. All of these ites represent people that live in a lifestyle today. They're not just dead, because they're not in the Bible now. They're out there. They represent groups of people. Hittite, all these people. And maybe we'll do a teach on it one day, but not today. Verse 14 is where I want to get to. 
So we find this tremendous exaltation from God to Joshua. Right, Joshua, you've got to get up because I, I, you're, on, you're, on, you're at the beginning of a morning. This is the morning, right? But by the end of this day, you're going to see amazing things tomorrow. This is just one day. It says in the morning. All right? And if you live today in the way that I'm showing you, tomorrow's going to be totally different. Not just a different name, but a different experience of God and a different way that people experience God. Yeah? Still, still with me? Right. Here we go. So the people broke camp. We have to break camp. Uh, and time doesn't allow me to explain what that has, mean, mean, has meant for me and what it means for us. We've got a break with doing stuff how we've done it. The familiarity of, well, I know how God works, it's fine, I don't need God to do it now. Or, well, God always does that, or maybe God doesn't do anything, or you know, maybe this is never going to change. We've got a break camp. That break isn't just you take your tent down, you stop living like a camper. You stop living like a camper. God didn't call us to be settlers. And we can all settle where it's comfortable and nice and friendly. It's like, what if I say that? What's going to happen in my household if I just start praying for people? Well, God's going to answer it. That's what's going to happen. But we've got to break camp. And you know, I've been chatting with loads of, loads of, I don't know why God set it up. Today I met with two other worthy pastors. Never met them in my entire life. And it was a good conversation, but I'm sitting there thinking, you've just got to break camp. You've got a great building, you've got a great tradition, you've got a great history, but that's your problem. You've just got to break camp. Shut the chairs out. Paint the windows a different colour. Sit in a different seat. I don't know, just do something to break camp. <laughs> because otherwise the spirit of apathy will come on people. And these people were the ones that were going to possess the land, so they broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests carrying the Ark of the Covenant, so they went ahead. Now the Jordan, and this is, take note of this if you can. Now the Jordan is at flood stage all during harvest. Why? Because it had been raining. This river is fed from Mount Hermon, I think, which is not even in Israel. Which is why the Golan Heights are so significant, because that's where all the water starts from. This, this was not a season where it was easy to cross the river. This was the season where it was the hardest to cross the river. And it was harvest time. Thank you. But the harvest was on the other side. Come on. Now, if you like fishing, or boating, or sailing, or, or scuba diving, which I do, then having, <laughs> then having a high river can be very attractive. But in this instance, it was in the way. Because the harvest was the other side. And tonight, as we make a decision, I'm not going to make you make the decision, I think God is saying, right, there's a decision. Do you just want to live like a camper and do your own thing, splash around in the water a bit, do a little bit of jet skiing now and again, have a go at whatever, or do you want to come over it and come into the place where harvest is? Because it is harvest time. And I can see it, and I'm hearing it, and I'm experiencing a measure of it, but man, I've got to, I've got to break camp. 
to step into it. We got that. So it says, now the Jordan is at full flood at half time. Yeah, as, as soon, and this is funny, isn't it? So remember a bit earlier, God said to Joshua, stand in the middle of the river. But he didn't actually do that. Well, he did, but it wasn't a river, it was ground. Um, and one of the challenges which I have, and I think you will have, is God is going to invite you to, in your tomorrows to do things which seem totally impossible. All he's looking for is your willingness to step into the middle of it. Then he will do it. Because what he said to Joshua is, you read it, stand in the middle of the river. And Joshua said, I'm with you all the way. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what it's going to mean. Maybe I can't swim. I'm waterproof. Whatever. But I'm going to go and I'm going to tell all my people, I'm going to infuse them, I'm going to encourage them, I'm going to just tell them what you told me. And guess what? They all did the same. So he's either an idiot being followed by even bigger idiots, or they sensed God was in this. And they sensed destiny was the other side of the river. Fruitfulness was the other side of the river. But something made them go. As yet, so it's full flood, it's in harvest time, full flood. And I, I've been in the Jordan once in, in the autumn, once in the spring, and it's like two different rivers. One, you can't, a spray coming off it, and you get eddies and white water and all kinds of stuff. And that's not even the fastest part of it. It's big, the River Jordan. Other times, it's so flat, you can walk across it. But this wasn't the walk across, this was the flip. We need a boat to get across there in a couple of days. Well, God's going to short-circuit the journey. A bit like he did with Moses. Moses came to a rock and a hard place, and maybe for some of you, it feels like that. You know, there's a, the enemy's behind you, and there's a load of water in front of you. Uh, and Moses made a mistake. He said, well, just, let's just see what God does. But that's not what God said to Moses. Moses said, keep going. God isn't going to do the spectacular out of our disobedience. He's going to do the spectacular because of our obedience. And he said to Moses, what are you doing here? He said, well, there's no way to go. And he said, just keep going. Just put your staff in the water. Boom, suddenly, you end up on the M25, going through the middle of the Red Sea. As soon as the feet of the priests touch the water's edge, verse 16, the water from upstream, which is actually impossible, downstream maybe, upstream, no, because that's where the water comes from. That's not where the water goes to. It's stopped. Maybe for you, maybe for me, Part of the challenge is, I've not stepped out here before. I don't know what's going to happen. My head and my brain are telling me that, but God is telling me this. That's why we need to give ourselves to God. Because when he says, step in it, you don't say, well, wait a minute, God. You say, how big do you want me to step in it? When God says, go over there, you don't say, well, just give me a minute. You say, well, how far over there do you want me to go? And that's, our tom- that's what the tomorrows are going to look like. That's what your tomorrow... I want my tomorrow to look like that, but I'm really quick to obey. Whatever it looks like. You know, God's in it. So the people crossed over 
opposite Jericho, verse 17, the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord stood firm on dry ground. So say dry ground. So just before they stood on it, it was in the height of a flood. Thousands, millions, probably of gallons of water just going past them. I bet they had every dream. They bet they had every nightmare. I bet they, everybody was afraid of water. I bet it was all, oh, what's going on here? And then they just stepped into it. And as soon as their little big toe touched it, God did a miracle. Sometimes we're only a big toe away from a miracle. Come on. It's not like they suddenly became like Superman. We're just suddenly, we're, we're so often, we're just a big toe away from God doing a miracle. But we don't do it because fear can take hold of us. Or worry, or anxiety. Or maybe we're just afraid of water. Maybe we just don't have a swimming costume. I have no idea. Maybe we've tried it before and it didn't work. No idea. All I know is when God says it, let's do it. And they put their foot there and suddenly they stood on dry ground. While all of Israel passed by until the whole nation had completed the crossing on dry ground. More or less, more or less, four million people came past. I don't know how long that would have taken. I wasn't there. All I know is, is that when you cross over, you've got to wait for people to come with you. They might have been there a week, two weeks. What's really funny, in an odd kind of way, as you continue to read it in the next couple of chapters, is all the people moved past on dry ground, and they set up camp, and they did what they did, and then suddenly Joshua thought, where's the priests? They were still in the river. It's funny. Because what happens to you this evening it's going to impact your marriages if you're married, singleness if you're single, the workplace if you're at work. It's going, to, it's going to massively change what God does, but you might end up just standing in that place to let people pass by. You might never ever get mentioned. You might never get a story written about you. You might never get a book written about you. But there'll be hundreds of people that pass by and come into the harvest because you stood in the ground. Come on. You can read it yourself. I think it's in, in, in 4 or 5. It says, oh, where's the priest? And I said, oh, they're still in the river. And Joshua says, well, tell them to come out. I forgot. And guess what? As soon as they came over, the water went back to flood again. <laughs> Is this making any sense to anybody? So tonight, what's God saying? Yeah, we, we've had, I don't know about you, but I was just meeting with the Lord all the time. But it's like, I don't just want another evening when we sing in Tralala in tongues for a bit. And then we sing a bit. It's great. It's powerful. And I sense the presence of the Lord. But I also know God is saying it's raining. And it's harvest time. And all of us have got a river. But you can cross it. If you don't look at it, you look at what's on the other side. I just know that there's, there's, there's an over there for everybody here. But while, we, while we're captured by what's here... There's a reluctance to even step, put the toe in. If you want to see God use you in power much more, put your toe into it then. Put yourself in a situation where you've got to see God's power work. <laughs> That's what I've done. You've just got to. And it's either, it's either going to work or you're going to look an idiot. Well, I, can look, I, I look an idiot anyway, so it makes no difference. 
You know what I'm saying? That doesn't matter. There's no cost to looking an idiot because we're all idiots without Christ. But I want to see God do healings. I want to see God do creative miracles. But I've got to put my toe in it. Let's all stand up, shall we? Verse 4, actually. Uh, chapter 4, verse 15. It says, Then the Lord said to Joshua, Command the priests carrying the Ark of the Testament to come up out of the Jordan. So Joshua commanded the priests, Come up out of the Jordan. <laughs> no sooner had they set their feet on dry ground than the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and ran at flood stage as before. How amazing is that? Just close your eyes a minute. I don't know what it is. I don't know where you've camped. I'm not here to judge you, comment on that at all. All I know is, is all of us have a tendency to camp. It's comfortable. It's familiar. We've kind of dealt with the inconvenience of camping. We're kind of getting used to it. But you can't camp the wrong side of the harvest. You need to camp in it, not looking at it. You understand that? Whatever setting it is, I know some of the people from the Bible school here, not everybody is, just a few of you are, but I'm talking to everybody here. Is I don't know about you know, your house, my house, you know, the, the messages from Pastor Clive. I want my house to become like a healing centre, like a triage centre. That's what my house is going to be. And those of you that are turning up there on Saturday, make it so. If you've got issues as a lady coming to that day, don't leave my house with them. Give them to Jesus there, because he's there. If you've got any kind of condition in your body, turn up there on Saturday and step into the river and see what God will do for you. If you're a bloke, do it in your own time. <laughs> Just do it. Don't camp in pain. Don't camp in tribulation. Don't camp in fear. Don't camp in anxiety. Don't camp there. Because you die there. Shake it up a bit. Break it up so I'm not, I'm not living with this anymore. I'm not living under this any longer. I'm not living like this because, hey, God doesn't see me like that. God hasn't provided for me like that. And where I want to go is over there. And to get over there, I need to get up and move. And one of the things which I'm totally convinced about, about our church and every other church in this nation, is it needs to have a bit of get up and go. It needs to have a bit more oomph in it. So I can be biblical about it. It needs to just get a bit more kahunas and get on with it. Stop hiding in buildings all the time. And that's why we're catching the rain. So I don't know what's happening in your heart. Just You just respond to Jesus. We've got 20 minutes, all right? You just That's enough time. Because tonight just start something. God's looking for an intention around, actually, I don't want to camp here. I don't want to mess around at the edge of the water anymore. I don't want to, edge of, I don't want to mess around just looking on at something. Man, I want, to, I want to cross into something new and fresh. I want to cross over the other side where the, where the, where the harvest is, where the, where the rain is at the most, if you like. But you need to make that decision. But make it before God. God is here tonight. He's present here. He's here in every heart. He wants to, I tell you, one of the things which God, God has promised is that whoever asks receives. If that's not your reality, you need to cross over towards it being your reality. That whoever knocks on the door, the door's opened. If that's not your experience, God wants it to become your experience. Because that's what he says.
Everyone that asks, receive. Everyone that seeks, finds. When the door is knocked, I open it. This is, this is harvest lifestyle. Every, every demonic, unclean, filthy spirit that's trying to steal, kill, or destroy, they hear you coming. <laughs> they hear you coming. They hear you coming because they hear a Christian coming. They hear someone carrying the covenant, the presence of God with them, and they see people behind them just engaging with God in somehow, some way. So I'm following this guy. I'm going to go to him and say, can you help me? Can you talk Can you talk to me? Maybe even pray with me. Why? Because you're going ahead of them. But you never go ahead if you're not going anywhere. And sometimes it's like those old cowboy films that I used to watch where, where they used to get a load, load of all their little coaches, put them in a big circle, and all the enemies used to run round them, run round them. We can be like that. Oh, no, if we... No, the, the way to deal with that is you break out the circle. You've got to break out the camp mentality and say, I'm not staying here, I'm going over there. There might be a few more arrows pinging about, but God's going to protect me. Because that's where the action is. Father, I want to thank you right now for every person here. And I pray for all those that are not here as well, because I know this is your word for the church. Father, I thank you that it is rain time that there is, a, there is a torrent of the river of life and you want us to stand right in the middle of it so that people can pass by and come into the knowledge of Christ. I thank you for the harvest is ripe. But Father, help us, give us the grace right now to break camp, whether it's apathy or fear or despondency or whatever it is, hopeless, whatever it is, we want to break camp tonight and say, right, we're not staying here, we're going to cross over. We're going to cross over. We're going to step into the miracle life of the Holy Spirit. We're going to step into the power of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you said we would receive that power when we receive the Holy Spirit. So help us to live like receivers of the Holy Spirit. We're not just aware of it, but we're living in it, and it's flowing out of us like rivers of life, words, actions, creative miracles, power, your glory, because we want Jesus to be glorified. Come on, how many of you are kind of praying something like that? Come on, because this is the rain. We're, we're, we're catching the rain tonight. It's the rain of God's presence, of his glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 I want to encourage you with, with, with something at the end of, of Joshua 4, which the whole reason why God set Joshua up like this was for this reason, and it's exactly the same for you tonight. He did this so that all the peoples of the earth might know that the hand of the Lord is powerful and so that you might always fear the Lord your God. God always does something for a reason. He doesn't do anything for no reason. He called you for a reason. He chose you for a reason. He gave you a new life for a reason. He gave you his spirit for a reason. He gave you a place in heaven for a reason. There's a reason for it. And what is that? It's so that the whole earth will be filled with the glory of God. 
as the waters cover the sea. That's why, so that your road, your street, your home, your town, your, wherever it is that you are, the, the, the awareness of God becomes real. That's why he does what he does. And you and I and all the other 4,300, we reckon, Christians or people that say they're Christians in this town, God wants to show off in them all. And just imagine that. He just shows off in all of them every day. 4,000 healing testimonies every day. 4,000 miracle testimonies every day. 4,000 people leading 4,000 others into Christ every day. That's, that's where God wants us to be living. Amen that. Just imagine that. Every Sunday, every church has got 400 orange cars to read out because of what God's done. That's, that's the flood. I thank God for what we've got now, but it's a trickle compared with where we're going to go. You don't just have blue cards coming up for prayer. You've got people coming in the room, and they come into the room, and boom, they get their answer. They come out of the car park, boom, they get their answer. They are the card. They don't fill out a card. They come up and say, guess what? I turned up at 10, and I had this condition. Suddenly, I don't have it anymore. They become a blue card and an orange card. Come on, I can see that. That's, that's flood tide. That's flood time. I've lost count of the number of times I've seen myself and some of you looking out the windows thinking, if only those people came here. I'll tell you what, they're going to. They're not here just so we can look at them out the window. They're here because we're influencing them right now. <laughs> Come on. Come on, we've either waving a banner or we're not. Don't keep your banner in your pocket. Wave it. Say, oh yeah, I know Jesus is real. I know he's changed life because he's changed mine. I know there's power in knowing Jesus because I've got this power. Let me pray for you. Come on, that's part of waving your banner. So I want to thank you right now that you're challenging all of us, me included, to cross into your flood tide. So I want to thank you that we are moving tomorrow. You want to start doing amazing things among us. I thank you that tomorrow you're going to catch us out, surprise us, wind us a bit in how you move and what you do. Father, we don't want to prejudice tomorrow through the experience of today. We just want to believe in you and follow you and do what you ask us to do. And I thank you for every person here tonight. You want to pour out your Holy Spirit afresh. If you believe that, then just ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you afresh. There's a whole load of other stuff that we're going to do at the next one of these in July about the difference in, in, in the rain. There's different kinds of rain. You know, there's actually three kinds of rain. And we'll look at that next, next time. But each type does something different in the year. There's a reason for it. We need the rain, and it's raining. It's raining. So catch the rain right now. If you've got a pain in your body, catch the rain of health. You know, a raindrop's not very much, but you get a lot of rain. Man, it covers you really quickly. Imagine it like that. Every drop of rain, there's health in it, life in it, provision in it. There's freedom in it. There's release in it. There's power in it. Just a drop of rain. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. I don't know when, when God first began to challenge me with this kind of dynamic of, you know, not being a setter, but being a pioneer, if you like. This was many years ago. I found myself having to leave all kinds of things which I thought were good, kind of ways of doing life that I thought were good. And as you step into something, it's a bit scary to start with, but suddenly presence is there. You just know God's in it. And the fruit changes. And what you see God do changes. How you hear God changes. How we experience God changes. Uh, you know, Paul writes, doesn't he, that we get changed from glory to glory. Well, it is true. He wants to change you and me from glory to glory. Do we, do we actually know what that means? It means every day we become more like Jesus and less like us. That's what that means. Until we are just like Jesus. That's that's what God wants for all of us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Just as you're sitting there or standing there, just you know, be real with God. You know, we can fake it until we make it, but tonight I don't think we can. Just be real with God. Okay, God, I need some help here. I don't get it, or I don't whatever. God will help you. This will help you. The quickest answer to prayer is always when we say, Jesus, help me. Boom, he's there. That's what Saviour means. Thank you, Jesus. It's great that we can get enthusiastic when we're singing a song, Spirit Come. But God's just, I think, just challenging our integrity a little bit now. We seem to be just as passionate now as we were singing that. Now, Spirit Come, we can't do it without your Holy Spirit. Send your fire, yep. Send your wind, yep. Send wind. Whatever you want to do, Jesus, just do it. Whatever it is, whatever it looks like. Transform us in whatever way we need to be. So that when we leave tonight in these next few minutes, we know we're different. We know we're different. We know we're carrying something that maybe we didn't realise we were carrying. That you've given us such tremendous promises. They're precious. That you've given us Christ. 
and you've given us the gift from the Father, the Holy Spirit, that we carry tremendous value in our lives because of your wonderful grace towards us. Hallelujah. Let's all stand up, shall we? If we can, you can do that. Let's just all stand up. Father, I thank you that you are moving us into harvest deeper and deeper. That you're not moving us hopeless and helpless. That you're sending the Holy Spirit like rain and fire. I thank you for the release of miracles healings, prophecy, knowledge, wisdom, tongues, interpretation, discernment. I thank you for an increase of love and patience and kindness, self-control, goodness. I thank you that you're sending us into the harvest fully equipped, fully equipped to see your glory, fully equipped to see a river of life flowing out of our homes, out of our lives, out of the workplace. That we're fully equipped to see your glory in real and tangible ways. Father, I speak your best over every household represented here. We refuse to live as campers. But Lord, you're stirring us up to be pioneers, to break into the Spirit in a new and a fresh way. So, Father, we thank you for a breakthrough over this town, over West Sussex, East Sussex, for your glory, God. We thank you for a move of God in the south of England. We thank you for your anointing to be heavy on Big Church Day Out, on David's tent, on our next community outreach in, in the park. We thank you for your a river of life on every church, on every Sunday. Let there be a new touch of your glory, of your power, of your majesty, oh God. Because it's raining and it's harvest time. Father, we, we want to align our, our, our hearts and our minds with what you said. All this was done so that every nation would see you are a powerful God people would begin to fear the Lord, which is the, wisdom, which is the beginning of wisdom. So we speak your blessing over tonight. Thank you for the guys that have served and set up the caretakers, the guys that were here early, everyone that has come. Father, we just, I just thank you so much. All the guys that are out there ch chucking the ball around, touch their lives tonight. Touch their lives tonight. Cause them to ask questions ask you and ask other people just what, what are these guys doing? We pray for every staff member here. We thank you for Aidan and the influence that he's having, but Father, we want to see number added to him that give their lives to you. We thank you and we praise you. Let's just give Jesus some praise and thanks, shall we, for tonight. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. 
For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.